Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. Hello, Andy. Are you there? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? He's I already switched off. <laughs> Friday, four o'clock, mate. That's it. He, he shuts yeah. down. Yeah, well, it's yes. yeah. I mean, No, we haven't got to start again. People know what you oh, like. For sake. There we are. And he, anyway, he's Andy <laughs> okay. Jacobs. And this is it's great, isn't it? This is the HNJ Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon show. We may do well to beat that. Uh, anyway, what did we do this afternoon that we liked, Andy? We had a chat with Motti. He was on good form, wasn't he? Yeah, we look forward. We thank Motti for all his brilliant work, nostalgia work, but we thought we'd look forward to the Premier League and yeah. put nostalgia behind us. Martin Kellner, he was on good form. <laughs> Burnt Bridges policy that he's got. Striker. Terry, Terry, jo- Terry join us. I think he had a liquid lunch, but I, I could be doing him a disservice. <laughs> he may have been... I, I, possibly not. I don't know. He was quite relaxed. Uh, Ian Prowse, who's a musician, a lovely fellow, mm. Tranmere fan. We chatted to him. And uh, I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? Strike. Yeah, we had a course. bit of a chat at the top, and that was it, yeah. Okay, then, uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, I should start with a bit of table tennis. It's coming to an end, this, you do realise. The, 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 you and the project wife playing restart. table tennis yeah. at home, yeah. That's it. It's going to go yes. on the back burner, is it? It is. Well, I'm going to teach her to serve, and then we're going to play proper games. But the, the actual rallying championship is yeah. coming to an end. We did. I did say that I wanted to get to 1500 before next Wednesday. Uh, I got to 1476. We both did. Yeah, 1476. But no film of it. The camera ran out. They don't oh, want no. the memory card. Yeah. So uh, it, we're calling it the ghost record, a Casper, oh. as they call it in the uh, ping pong rally game. So they will make straight. They'll make a 30 for 30 about it in years to come. You know the. <laughs> The infamous <laughs> ghost record. Yeah. <laughs> I'm because uh, I, I paint these little cards to sort of celebrate the record. <laughs> Pathetic, really, but I like yeah. doing it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna have them all framed. I'm gonna make a print of it, and then I'm gonna sell the prints for charity afterwards. So we'll see what happens. See if we get any. Because there's been a lot of interest on Instagram, so hopefully good, can yeah, nice turn touch. it to turn it to some good use. Uh, you, do, you draw now, a very good Casper, the friendly ghost, Andy. I must say, you showed me the record board last <laughs> night, and yeah, I yeah. thought it was like a uh, a stencil or a, or a cutout. It was very good, good representation no, no. of hand of Casper. Hand-drawn. I, uh, yes, I wanted to tell you about a new uh, Jesse Eisenberg film about the famous mime artist Marcel Marceau, but oh, I yeah. just can't find the words. Sorry. 
Is, is, this a, is there really a it's film true. coming I reading, out? Yeah, I was reading about it this morning in the paper. Oh, OK. <laughs> so, um, the Petra Eccleston, the daughter of Bernie, do you see this? She just sold her house, complaining it's not as much fun as it sounds living in a 123-room house for two people. <laughs> Who buys a 123-room house for two people? Honestly, yeah. it's hard to feel sorry for her, really. Well, anyway, I'm gutted she sold for it. Be happy about it. Gutted, yeah. absolutely. And uh, uh, Maurizio Sarri, he's been up to his usual tricks. He's uh, admitted his two star players struggle to play together. He is fantastic. He always finds problems where there aren't any. He goes, yeah. oh, yes, it's very difficult for Paolo Dybala and Ronaldo to connect properly. It's not easy to make them play together. When two players with this type of quality are available, the rest of the squad has to adapt. How about you adapting your yeah. mad tactics? So one of them the Spurs then, mate. I don't mind which one. I'm not fussy. How, Rob may be fine. how many managers in world football would complain about having two players like Ronaldo and Dybala? He's fantastic, isn't he? Still, there you go. Planning news. Oh, yeah, it's quite um, a lot of planning news about, isn't it? Oh, the right? Rooney's new house. It's really a constant source of planning application stories. Because mm. they are undertaking a massive uh, sort of rebuild or redo of this place. Um, and they're having two lifts <laughs> installed. We're having a love, a love elevator. A love uh, elevator. Apparently, yeah, they're having a love uh, uh, pump or cream. They're, no, they're having a love elevator. This is a lift. This is a lift in that's the I'm not, no, Sorry. This is a lift in the on. house. Lift in the yes. house that's going to go right up to the top floor. And the best thing yes. about this story is that they spoke to a source. Um, a oh, source yeah. from, uh, obviously, I'm sure, uh, Kalina would be delighted that there's a source speaking out. She can be a bit touchy about that, I understand. Yeah. People Bloody speaking on her behalf. Oh, Oh, mommy, yeah, crash it. Just crash it. Just crash it with planning news. Don't worry about it. Just fire it off mid-sentence. Don't worry. It's all about, we did. It's all about production value. Just just fire it off. Um, last time we did this, they fired it off at the end of the piece, which I thought oh, yeah. was quite strange. Well, as well, I was, I was all ready to say that was planning news, and I may do again, or maybe just Bill lent on it by accident. I don't know. I've got no idea. But anyway, this yeah, lift, this lift, it goes uh, right up to the bedroom. And um, and there's no expense spared, said a source to uh, the Sun. And Wayne and Colleen... <laughs> people worry if there was, wasn't there, with the <laughs> yeah. lift. Yeah, we didn't bother to put a shaft in and all cables. <laughs> total God. control of the design. They thought the lifts would be a great feature and certainly be easier than hauling all of Colleen's clothes up the stairs. <laughs> I don't know where that's going. Does that come from the Leicester area? I don't know where it's come from. But uh, there we are. Um, that was planning news. Hang on. Hawksby and Jacobs planning news. Planning news. Hawksport. Yeah. At the start or at the end, generally. It's uh, not, mid- not midway through. It's good. <laughs> Anything else? Um, yes, I probably have. Uh, what have I got here? Um... Yeah, it's an interesting this. I love Dave Kidd's writing, but yeah, two things he wrote about Chelsea and Manchester United today. He wrote that Lampard and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer are under a lot of pressure now. And you think, they're not really under any more pressure than any other manager. What manager in the Premier League, if they lose half a dozen games, isn't under pressure? Yeah. Every manager is. I mean, yeah, all right. And especially if you're at Chelsea and Manchester United, you're always going to, every United and Chelsea manager yeah. is going to be under pressure. And this idea, there's a narrative going on now that the young players of Chelsea will struggle now that they've bought a couple of players. And you think, well, not really. I mean, you know, some players will be leaving. Zappa Costa and uh, Emerson and uh, William and Pedro. And, you know, you've got, you've got to keep your squad numbers up. Yeah. And these young kids are good enough to compete. So this idea that suddenly old oh, Chelsea are going to start playing, but now their pathway's 
blocked again. I think this, I just don't agree this with This is it. just the kind of stuff that tells us all that the league's coming back because we're now reached oh, yeah. that stage. <laughs> we're now reached that stage where any like piece, look forward. any feature that's even mildly <laughs> critical of Chelsea, you ultimately take to task, even though you that's often right. say about them, they stink the place out and they should all be sold uh, tomorrow. I'm in so like my mother. I'm entitled to do it. <laughs> we know the league is coming back. It's interesting hearing from Jermaine Defoe in the news there. I just wonder what VAR would have done for Jermaine, that kind of striker. I'd love to, if you want to go back through all of his goals, see how many more he would have scored or less he would have ah, scored oh yes, and VAR been in away. place. Yeah, mm. because he was one of those players, like Michael Owen and others, playing on the shoulder like that. And he was offside a lot, Jermaine, or they said he was, but maybe he was offside more than he thought maybe he, he was. And yeah, vice versa. Point. I mean, we'll never know, but um, no. guys like that, I mean, it's so it's so much more difficult. I suppose they worked on percentages in the days when it was just a, a Lino's flag, but slightly different. No, now, it's true. It, really? And there's quite an interesting thing going on about saliva, really, because in cricket, you're okay. going to be a five Saliva penalty. news on talk. <laughs> but we haven't got one of them. <laughs> suddenly a Go on, start talking about through. it, and I'll, and I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> Okay, so the thing is, I won't, I it's going to come now. Oh, you can do if you want. And uh, the, 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 in cricket, you're going to get a five-run ban or five-run sanction. Sorry, not yeah. ban. Idiot. Five-run sanction if you <laughs> put spit on the ball. Whereas mm. footballers won't be sanctioned for spitting. So there you go. They, they might be told off, but they won't be actually be sanctioned or yellow carded. I don't know right. where that leaves Bob Carroll's and his whole axe gone, isn't it? Surely, well, surely you need a green card for that, wouldn't you, really? And they've said about the nose clearing, etc. They'll it's just have a, the, the referees will have a green card, quite possibly. That's not a horrible thought. Sorry if you're having your lunch. <laughs> of course. Anyway, you did spit say news there news. on, on talk, <laughs> saliva news. That's the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. That is uh, Only the Love uh, by Ian Prowse. You can find it on his uh, new best of album, The Story of Ian Prowse. Ian was touring with Elvis Costello and about to embark on an extensive uh, acoustic tour when uh, the virus hit and uh, put a stop to that. But he stayed busy in uh, lockdown and I've subsequently discovered since I said he was coming on that's been much uh, appreciated by some of the TalkSport listeners. Very pleased to say Ian joins us now. Good afternoon, Ian. Hello, mate. How are you? Good, yeah, we've had a couple of listeners getting in touch saying, oh, to tell Ian I've been loving his, uh, his lockdown gigs, looking forward to number 13 tonight. So uh, a lot of love for what you've been doing. Do you know what? It, 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 people have been getting in touch and writing me lovely letters, you know, about what it's meant to them, the, the whole communal feeling that we've got every Friday night and, and saying that it's kept them sane. You know what? It's kept me sane as well <laughs> because it's, it's given me a focus every Friday night. I've got to do a gig. I've got to treat it properly with respect. I've got to practice. I rehearse all week. I, you know, I, I, I just work out what I'm going to say to people and try and keep them, keep them going during these, uh, you know, unprecedentedly odd times. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been as much for me as for them, you know. Is it, is it a solo gig or are you playing with other musicians online? No, no, it's just me. All on my own. Mm. Um, so it's like a... It's like, and I always say every week, and I really mean it, it's not about me though. You know, watching me sing my songs. It's about uh, us, everybody who, who, who watches. 
you know, the hundreds and hundreds of people who come every week and watch. And they all, you know, the first five minutes of the gig, like tonight, if, if anybody wants to come on and watch us, um, is all people saying hello to each other. You know, they ignore <laughs> my first song. <laughs> like, How are you doing? How's your week been? And they're just, you know, uh, crossing all over the place on the on the actual uh, watching of the of the situation I've set up, you know. You've you've been in some um, some much loved bands, Amsterdam, Pelé, and stuff. So um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you're not a household name, um, yet you've, you're very very popular. You've got a real cult following. People love what you do, and maybe yeah. that all comes down to maybe a, a, a big single. Sometimes a single can make all the difference. Is that is that been a frustration over the years? <laughs> Yeah, if I thought about it too much, I'd jump in the <laughs> I don't want to bring you down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, because I never had the massive hit single, mm. then people have had to find me other ways. Uh, and thankfully they have, you know, and, and uh, if, you, if you're into what I do, people tend to be really loyal to it. And the funny thing is, you know, it's not like I don't, I don't play, play like really like weird left field music, mm. which is kind of culty. It's incredibly accessible. All my songs are really like pop songs, you know. They're not like um, some, some odd music way over there that you're trying to be cool. You know, I'm, I'm into this because it's cool. But it's not. It's really accessible. And it's just, it, you know, I didn't have that one big hit. But as I say, with the, with the advent of the internet, it's kind of, it's, it's made up for that. People spread music around and they find music in different ways now. And uh, it's worked out well for me in the end. How can people access the gig, Ian? You just go onto my uh, my Facebook tonight. You just put Ian Prowse in the Facebook. I make everything public, and it's just there live from, from uh, 8 o'clock. And we get my, my little 8-year-old daughter. She gets up and sings a song as well. Um, she was named after a Bruce Springsteen song, so she's she's dipped in rock and roll. She's baptised in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Rosalita. You've, uh, that, yeah, yeah, Rosalita. I mean, mm. um, I was going to call her Born to Run, but that's <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I, thought, I thought we should point out which which song it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people yeah, think, yeah, well, yeah. which one was? Yeah, um, yeah but she's become a bit of a star, isn't she? During this, people have been impressed with her work. You know what? She's, I'm going to lock her under the stairs this week because she's kind of <laughs> overtaking me, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not happy about it, mate. No, so it's, it's beautiful. She. Because she spends a lot of time learning the words and making sure. Because before we, this uh, this whole pandemic, she didn't even know she could sing. I just, yeah. you know, do you want to come on camera and say hello to everyone? And then she was singing. I heard her singing one of my songs. She was uh, doing something one day, and I thought, why didn't you come on and sing that? Um, and and it's just gone from strength to strength. And you could people uh, uh, say every week you can watch her getting better and better at it wow. and more confident. That's great. And it's, uh, it's really lovely. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been what the best part of the of the whole this whole horrible experience to be honest with you. Um, on to a bit of football, and we just wondered before we talk about uh, Tranmere, your team. Um, yeah. I wonder if Pelé ever reached out. Did he ever get in touch, either with a cease or desist, <laughs> or um, boys, I love what you're doing. <laughs> Well, you think he might have given me some free Viagra or something, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? I know that he knows that uh, a band from Liverpool uh, existed in the 90s that, that was named in honour of him. Mm. Um, but no, I, it, it never came to pass that we, oh. we'd ever met or anything, uh, which would be you know, lovely. God bless him, because we were directly named after him because 
you know, I just remember uh, being very, very, very young and watching uh, the, uh, the Mexico 70, you know, watching yeah. replays of all those goals from then and thinking, wow, what a team. And that's how, that's why I named him, you know, the band after that. Um, on the tram here then, and they are your team, and it's been a tough old time, hasn't it? And I see yesterday they, they had to lay off 20 staff. Um, yeah. it, it's a real shame. And uh, it, Mark, if, I mean, I don't blame Tramere fans for being bitter at the moment. No, um, it just seems so unfair. You know, uh, they're, they're just, there must have been a better way of doing it than this, you know, sent down by an EFL computer. Uh, and it, it, it just... It, you know, we we do we are like angry about it. Um, we just feel as though it, it could have been a much fairer way, um, or just just void the season altogether if you're going to go down that route. Um, so, but there's also a lot of resilience. You know, uh, the Merseyside area is known for its resilience, one way or another. And you know, we'll bounce back. We'll we'll come back. Um, because we we we've had worse in teams that aren't even villages. They were just they were like forests <laughs> and puddles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I'm sure they will bounce back. Yeah, yeah they seem to be under good ownership. So, yeah, we are. Yeah, which is yeah. you know set, set us straight. Like so, yeah, we'll be back. Now we're going to good. play out with uh, another of your tracks. And uh, does this train stop on Merseyside? And it, it's you had a great accolade, didn't you, from uh, the late uh, great John Peel on this one? Yeah, when when I first wrote it, it, it got played by John a lot, and he he could never say at the end of the song um, who it was or what the song was called because he was always choked because it's a kind of an emotional song, you know. A big song, and um, and when I heard that he was playing it, I would tune in, hoping you know he'd say something about it. And again, he just he never once got the words out at the end um, to say who it was, and that's just such an honour as a songwriter, you know. Of course. And then um, the great Christy Moore, the great greatest Irish folk singer of his of, uh, of our age, mm-hmm. he plays it a lot. So it's in the absence of the uh, of the big hit single. That's kind of done it for me, you know, the past sure, yeah. years, I suppose, um, with the amount of plays and the way it's been spread around, word of mouth, you know. Um, so that's lovely, you know, that's, that, that, I'll take that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport Birthday Spread uh, coming up very shortly. We'll also be chatting to Motti about the return of the Premier League. That's right, the return of the Premier League. I think it gets underway again next Wednesday. And the Premier League is back on TalkSport. Still Mo Salah, 3-0. Brilliant, brilliant individual goal. I think it's right and, and, and it's something to be celebrated that it's coming back. Kane trying to shift the ball onto his right foot. Get the shot away. And he finds the corner again. Dude, even if your club's not doing so well, it's, it's still there for you. And, and it's there for your granny and your granddad. Taking on the goalkeeper, heavy touch, but then lifted it over Edison and puts it into the back of the net. And the Foxes are flying forward again. And Jamie Vardy is scoring again. No, it's it's a real opportunity for the last nine games. And, and I think everyone in the country will be excited, both players and, and the supporters watching from the outside. Here's Obama Yang, and there's a goal for Arsenal. 12 minutes and Obama Yang, who loves scoring in London derbies, has done it again. I think it's nice to have football again because it's like you don't know what to do yourself. De Bruyne with the volley Brilliant. and what a goal! What a terrific goal by 
Kevin De Bruyne. I think for the, the state of mind for the nation, having our national sport back is, is a massive plus. Tammy Abram is in here and Tammy Abram has scored for Chelsea. One touch, expert finish. I'm delighted to see football back. Yep, next Wednesday it is, and uh, interesting what Stuart Pearce said there. Graham Hunter on the La Liga coverage last night was saying a similar thing. He said in Spain that sort of feel-good factor, just at the thought of football coming back on a regular basis. Oh, so of course. tied into yeah. the sort of psyche and the culture, and, and yeah. there is a, a really good feel-good factor about yeah. it returning. It's not everyone. You've got to say that. You know, we, we had no. a chat with Jared Kimber. It's not everyone, but for the majority of people, especially talk sport listeners, yeah, of course, we're all looking forward to it. Well, I think Motti will be looking forward to it. Good afternoon, John. Hello. <laughs> Hello, boys. Yeah, nice to look forward and not look back, isn't it? Um, it is. 92, 92 match. I've already had to get my notebooks out and uh, revise <laughs> the league tables and all that sort of stuff. And uh, we are back in business in a big way, particularly, obviously, on Talk Sport. Um, and between now and next Wednesday, you can see the previews coming up one after the other, can't you? And... Uh, Everybody, funnily enough, I, I just think, uh, Paul, you wonder whether the teams will can really t- pick up where they left off, if you know what I mean. I mean, mm. teams who were in sequences, so many wins, so many defeats. Um, can, can they change? If they want to change a sequence, is this the time to do it now, going afresh? Or can teams continue, those that were doing well, uh, can they go on doing the business with the, with the restart? Yeah, very good point, Mossy, because I've just been looking at that myself. And there are teams like Leicester had hit a bit of a bad run. There were two losses and two draws in their last five. And whereas teams like Mash United, Sheffield United on a good streak, Arsenal on a three-game winning streak. So for some, the break came at the wrong time. Some, it came at the right time. For me, it's just going to be like the start of a new season. Well, that's right. I mean, you mentioned Arsenal there. I mean, we'll be talking about this, obviously, nearer nearer the time. But um, their first game uh, next Wednesday away to Manchester City. Uh, Pivotal, really, because Arsenal have got to try and close the gap on the top four. And if they were to beat Manchester City, that makes Liverpool's clinching of the championship, which I think we all agree is pretty inevitable, that, that helps them because they need one more. If, if, if Arsenal were to beat City, then Liverpool would only need one more win to clinch the title. And if that happened, we might even see them going to Goodison on the 21st, knowing if they win, they take, they take the championship. The way the the TV deal worked around the the Premier League meant you didn't get a chance or to, or top flight football, shall I say, not the Premier League, but top flight football meant you didn't get to do live games. But obviously you did in the past, Motti. You did old First Division live games on the BBC as a commentator, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. Well, more years than I care to count, really, Paul, yes. Um, But I've never had an experience quite like this where a new season, if you like, or the extended season or or the delayed season begins at this time of the year. So I think it's a new experience for everybody, really. And I think although there will be no crowds in the stadium, from what I've read and what I've heard, the Premier League are doing their best to create some sort of atmosphere, or television is anyway, um, there'll be crowd noise there'll be chance when it's appropriate I think with one team on the attack obviously goals will be celebrated somehow so that they're making it as realistic as they can 
I think, I think though, John, when you watch your own team, if I'm Paul's watching Tottenham, if I'm watching Chelsea, if we score, I'm going to get as excited as I ever get. I don't need an artificial crowd. Different maybe for other no. neutral games. Uh, and, and also interesting is the pre-season, it's not really pre-season, pre-restart games that are happening <laughs> at the moment. You see Liverpool hammered Blackburn 6-0. I know they always say, yeah. don't take too much from it, John, but they look like they're in good form still. Oh, yes, I, I think he's kept the match at Jurgen Klopp. I mean, people used to say, don't take any notice of pre-season friendlies, didn't they? Uh, and I don't think you can put a lot of store on some of the lineups that have taken place. I think managers are trying to get as many players involved as they can. Sometimes I think Manchester United are playing two matches in one day with different teams, obviously, uh, lining up. So um, I think... The, the period that we've had, it's, it's been a bit sort of um, tedious in some ways, reading the same story every day about what's happening with, with preparation and, 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 you know, how, how they're going to get the game off again. But, I mean, I think in a way uh, it'll, it'll be a huge sigh of relief when we see a, a meaningful ball kicked, won't it, next Wednesday? Absolutely. And you must have personally, Motty, missed, to say, updating your stats. I mean, it's so much part of... Of what, of what you are and what you do. To have this void of no new stats must have been very difficult for you. Well, well, well we're going to go from one extreme to the other, aren't we? It's going to be up all night. Yeah. <laughs> on the first Saturday, on the first Saturday, for example, there are four games that day. Yeah. So um, if we can, if you can get through those uh, one after the other, then I think we really, we really will be back in business. I think the other thing that's interesting as well is is this lack of home advantage which we've yeah. seen in other leagues, which I'm sure we're going to see in the Premier League. And a team like Brighton, who had five games remaining at home, they might have fancied their chances of staying up more if there was a crowd. Well, yes, except, of course, I know the crowd aren't going to be. But, I mean, they will be playing on their home pitch, won't they? I don't know what that, how much that will mean, uh, rather than playing on neutral grounds. I'm really pleased that that... Uh, that, that suggestion was was shelved and i i hope nobody does anything to to uh you know sort of upset that in terms of we don't want people turning up at games because simply they won't be allowed in and i think they're better off sitting at home and i was going to say in the pub but of course you can't go in there <laughs> um in, sitting at home watching the game uh, that, that's the way they're going to get their fix quite frankly and of course i'm sure like you say people will be jumping out their armchair when their team score and having a celebratory drink if their team win i think that side of uh, football support will, will not change but it's just the fact that, of course, there will be things that will be, will be slightly different. I mean, no ball boys, um, those specific drink breaks, um, no shaking hands when somebody scores, uh, no celebrations in the, in, in the true sense of the word. Uh, but, but certain things will stay the same. I won't, well, I will mention it. VAR is going to be used. To <laughs> Your favourite. <laughs> my favourite. Um, so, but, so we're going to have to get used to it. I'm rather pleased, by the way, uh, to, to read that the uh, players are going to wear um, NHS logo uh, on their kit because there's going to be a minute silence, I think, at every game to start mm. with. Um, oh, yeah. So in appreciation of the work the frontline staff have done during the virus. Uh, you, you did wonder, uh, as things were, if Liverpool had won the title before uh, lockdown you, and, and the games had continued as they were, whether they could have kept that intensity up after, at the end of a long, hard season. But now you sense, even if they do wrap up the title within one or two games, the guys are fit, they want to play, and it may not skew some of the other games, the rest of the games this season, as much as it may, may it could have done, because I suppose it would have been sort of 
it would have been natural for those players after a long, hard season to take their foot off the gas a bit once they'd won the title. But I think they'll be up for it now. Well, they've got to be, really, haven't they? I mean, you've got to, <laughs> they're going to have to get the points that they need, which I'm sure they will. Uh, but there's a lot more at stake, isn't there? I mean, there's the top four, there's the, Euro- there's the European Champions League qualification. We still don't know, of course, if Manchester City are going to win their case um, with the uh, Court of Arbitration and whether they'll be in the Champions League. But, I mean, there is still that sort of incentive for, what is it, seven, eight, nine clubs to get into the top four. And we've got the relegation issue. I mean, the first game... Uh, actually, uh, next Wednesday, the early game, I should say, because there are two that night, Aston Villa, Sheffield United. You've got Aston Villa fighting against relegation and you've got Sheffield United trying to complete this unlikely achievement of coming up and getting into the Champions League. Well, John, I think we're going to have a chat with you Wednesday before those games and we will start to drill down into the numbers and then on Friday we'll bring back the falls panel and we'll speak to you and start previewing all the matches and uh, we look forward to a bit of normality. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to look up the pool panel again. I don't know where I am in the league at the moment. I, think, That's I, I seem to remember it. you were struggling. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't going to mention it, but I think I was. Yes, yes. Oh, Cheers, Monty. Have, side, a, good, have a good weekend. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping it wouldn't be resumed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got to come back, Andy. It's, it's got to come back. Sheffield United, you know, it's a good point that if they win that game, which they very easily might, yeah. they're going to be two points behind Chelsea and uh, they'll leapfrog United and Wolves. They'll be in fifth yeah. place. They're a tremendous season. Anyway, I mean, you know, let's Liverpool, Liverpool with their remaining games. So if they get this tied up very quickly, which we probably expect them to do, then they still they still have to play. They play Brighton. That's an important game. They still got to play Villa. They have to play they Arsenal. Take, they won't take. They won't take their foot. No, off I don't the think gas. they'll take they their foot off the gas. But mm. mentally, when you've won the title after all that time, I think yeah, it's always before, harder. Had it been the situation before mm. and the league had not been interrupted, it would have been harder. I think now because the players want to play and they're pumped up and they've hardly played. Yeah, like it, you say, it it's going to be it. different. It's going to be different. So when uh, you look at that, so what a seat! Twenty-five points ahead. You forget that. So they yeah. absolutely blitzed oh. the season, haven't they? Brilliant. Nice little thing anyway. on Twitter today, by the way. Just a, a, a guy was in a, a, a petrol station in, in the old Swan area of Liverpool, and Mo Salah came in and bought some petrol and bought everybody's petrol there. What a nice touch! Oh, it's a nice thing to do. <laughs> Very Good nice man. thing to do. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Well, prepare for some dodgy gags and some dodgy maths. It's time for the birthday spread. Once again, I take on a listener. Uh, Andy's all poised. Terry, the Spurs fan, is going to take me on. Hi, Terry. Oh, Hello. How are you? Yeah, we're not too bad. Thank <laughs> Terry. you, Terry. Pretty good. Hello, uh, Andy. Hello, Andy. Hi, hi Terry. So, uh, we're going to crack on because time's oppressive. Yeah, we'll chat as we is. go, Terry. So, I'm going to go first. Andy, what's the first birthday, Andy? Uh, the first, but where's Pele? Can't He's start coming. without Pele. He's coming. I can't start without Pele. Well, you're going to have to, Andy. <laughs> well, there he is. Okay. The f- <laughs> well, you've got to have rules. Hello, the, uh, the first round fr- mine. He's round mine here. He's here. Oh, is he? Oh, he right. is. Okay. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very happy birthday to the, form- the former diplomat and former principal of Lineker College, not Gary Lineker College in Oxford, Sir Brian Cartledge. And... Oh, wow. um, so, Brian Cartledge, we played against each other in a five-a-side, but after a particularly bad tackle, I had to have Cartledge removed. Oh, really? Nice. OK, um, I'm going 78, I think, for that one. What do you think, Terry? I'm going 76. 76, Andy. What is it? <laughs> 89, oh, Brian Cartledge. Oh, So, OK, 13 for Terry and 11 for me. Not a good start for either of us. Terry's going first this time. What's this one, Andy? 
Okay, Terry, very happy birthday. The Archbishop of York from 2005 to 2020, the Most Reverend uh, John Sentamu. And, of course, you all know he's a big Chelsea fan. Yes, he's got his own song. Yeah. One man Sentamu, Sentamu, Sentamu a meadow. There Thank we you. are, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> what do you think, Terry? John Sentamu. Well, he's not laughing, so I know that. <laughs> Can yeah. we find somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going dead uh, open. He's going 80 for John Sentamu. I might think he might be a he's bit younger He's taking it too that. seriously. Okay. 70, 75, uh, 75. 71. 71. I'm four out, which puts me on uh, 15. And um, 71, 9, that's uh, 22. That's right, isn't it? 80. 22 plays 15. On we go. Okay. okay. Many happy returns of the day to Lanny Belcher, the uh, canoeist yeah. and canoe marathon <laughs> world champion. And Lanny Belcher, she's recently set a new record, but it was wind-assisted. <laughs> <laughs> There we are. Oh, the, the Martin County <laughs> Swanee whistle is coming to play. Lanny Belcher, what, what were her years, Andy, did you say? Or? Lanny Belcher, at nine, uh, no, uh, 2017, she was world champion. Oh, OK. Lanny Belcher, um, 34 I'm going for. What do you think, Terry? I'm going 31. 31, Andy, what is it? She's 31. Well done, Terry. Oh, well done. Uh, so Terry stays on 22. I'm three out. Um, so that's 18, plays 22. Terry's first. What's this one, Andy? It's uh, Gordon Burns, the broadcaster Gordon Burns. And yeah. he's come up with a new game show, actually, where contestants have to avoid being attacked by pigeon guano. It's called the Crapton Factor. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> uh, Gordon, Gordon Burns, on. the broadcaster, Terry. Remember him? <laughs> Our Gordon, surprise, surprise, and all that. What do you think? Uh, what was he on? Yes, uh, 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 56. Did you say 56? 56. 56. I'd say he's a bit older now. I'd say he's probably, about, he's probably about 70 now, isn't he, Andy? He's 78. He's Oh, blimey. Okay, but I've not. I've had a 26, 56, 22, so that's 44. Plays 26. Terry's got some catching up to do. Andy, keep the gags hey. coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I lost her. Uh, I'll have to come back to it because I can't find it. All right, Sarah Veal. It's oh, yeah. Sarah Veal's birthday. Where is she? <laughs> I normally mark these off. What have I done? I'm under pressure here. Sarah can't Veal. Find her. Sarah Veal. I can't find her. Where are you? Unveil it. Unveil it. He can veal it. <laughs> Terry's doing the gags it. in your absence. Yeah. What you, yeah. Anybody else you come up she... with? Uh, All right. Well, I, well. I, well, look, I'll, I'll find her in a second while you're thinking of that, while I'm thinking of that. Oh, no, it's Sarah Veal, former head of Equality and Unemployment Rights Department for the TUC, Sarah Veal. Former head uh, of uh, Equality and Employment Rights. Yeah. I actually uh, fought her in a karate uh, tournament, and uh, she floored me with her speciality, the veal chop. Thank oh. you so much. <laughs> uh, we got there in the end. Why don't you write me a long list? <laughs> Um, I'd say <laughs> 80. I'm going 80. What do you think, Terry? I'm going 89. 89? 89? Okay. What is 67. she? 67. Oh, dear. Okay, well, I'm, we're having a mare today. I'm 39, 80. Uh, 89. He went, she's, what, 67? 22. Terry's yeah, only working 67. in multiples. Terry's only working in multiples of uh, 22. He's on 66. I'm, 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 on, I'm just uh, trying to get to 100. <laughs> That's not the idea of the game, Terry. We're looking for a small score, but don't worry. Keep broadcasting, Andy. What's the next one Kim, for Terry? Kim Deal, the singer and songwriter. Happy birthday to Kim Deal. 
Oh, yeah. And uh, she's a great singer. I was organising a party for Noel Edmonds, and I couldn't decide whether to book her or not. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I, I guess. <laughs> you don't even need to finish that one off. No, Terry, Kim Deal, the singer-songwriter. Terry's thinking, think? I don't get that at all. Yeah. What do you no, think, no, Terry? We have Deal and Venison. What Barry think? Venison. Yeah, is it Barry Venison's best? <laughs> not, is it? Keep, what do you think, Terry? Deal. Oh, oh I haven't got a 42, I think it might be a bit older. 60, I'll go, Andy. Oh, well done. She's 59. Okay, so that puts me on 40, 18. Um, it's a bit of a shellacking at the moment. I think that puts uh, uh, 84, 84 plays 40. Andy, come on, keep going. Okay, the uh, happy birthday to the cell physiologist and Nobel Prize winner in 1991, Bert Sackman. Bert Sackman, and uh, he broke his neck, actually, in an experiment oh, no. in 1956, but he kept going. He was so courageous, Bert Sackman. Yeah. Is that a bit like Bert Troutman? <laughs> well, of course it is. Yeah, OK. Um, <laughs> 84. What do you think, Terry? 82. 82, OK. Oh, good one for Terry, a victory. 78. Oh, that's good. Okay, so just four out. It puts him on eighty-eight. Uh, Iron was uh, six out. I'm on forty-six. Plays eight. This may have to be the last one, Andy. We may not get through uh, the ten. Okay, happy birthday! <laughs> Thank goodness. Happy birthday to the <laughs> film director James Ivory. James oh, yeah. Ivory. And every year, <laughs> Ken Dodd, Ken Dodd would invite yeah. <laughs> Ken yeah. Dodd would invite his whole family round for a special evening of comedy. Ken used to love tickling the ivories, tickling Sorry. the ivories. Of course he did. <laughs> there we are. That deserves did. the Martin Kellner penny whistle. <laughs> yeah. Terry, what do you think? James Ivory. God, yeah. this is a toss. This is a tusk one. Um, what do you think? That was a joke, by the way. Oh, um, okay, right. Yeah, a tough, a tough, a tough, tough tusk. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to say... I'll I'm do the joke staring. Uh, I, I want to get to 100, so I'm going to say 117. 117, <laughs> well done. He is quite old. He's got to be about 85. What is he, Andy? 92. Oh, blimey. So I was seven out. That put me on, what, 50, uh, 53, uh, 117. You say it was what, 80, what? You say it was Andy? 92. 92. Okay. Well, that's, that's to save me, yeah, let's just say Terry lost. Terry, thank you ever so much for playing. <laughs> thanks for the gags. Thanks for your input. And uh, there we are. Uh, Terry uh, doing some of his own material alongside Andy. We didn't get through to 10. But Martin I never Kellner got to Colin, Colin Grassi and his relationship with Nick Knowles. But there we go. That for another time. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Yes, yeah, time then to look at uh, the world of sport on TV in the company as always. Squad number nine, Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon, boys. Really enjoyed the birthday spread today. <laughs> yes. we, we wonder if Terry had a couple, of sherbet, a couple of lunchtime sherbets. We were just wondering. Yeah. What a great but he day. was very was good. Tusk. Yeah, it was a Tusk one this week. It, it was a Tusk one, yeah, yeah. Tusk. yeah. I love the Terry. fact that he didn't laugh at it. not one of my jokes, but his were worse than mine. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Got the biggest yeah. laugh there. So, um, thanks for the Swanee whistle work as well. That was You're nice. very welcome. There we are. You're Great. very welcome. 
So, um, but, what have you been watching Have you this watched week? El Presidente? That's what ah, I want Now, now, I tuned in to... Oh, that's caused me such grief this week, El Presidente. I can't get the subtitles. It's bizarre. It says <laughs> oh, really? on my... Um, I've got this uh, device that gets all the programmes on the telly. So I've got um, Amazon and I've got Netflix and all that stuff, right? So it's a oh, streaming right? thing. <laughs> oh, OK. Yep. But it's not a moody box, is it, Martin? It's no, all no, about it's, balls. It's proper. I pay for it. I, I pay for Amazon. You buy it from a bloke in a car park in Batley, <laughs> did you? No, I didn't. Not this time. Although if there was one going, I definitely would, to be honest. Because I would, you know, the fact that I, I, I built Jeff Bezos out of a couple of quid is yeah. not going to worry me. You're the only However, person watching DR Congo League games, League games in in your part of it, in Wakefield. Yeah, you can get any channel in the world. He can. It's fantastic. No, I've got this yeah. thing. It, oh, yeah. It's anyway. So I'm my TV. Basically, I've got it on my computer, but I got another device so I could transfer it onto TV. So I can, mm. I, can, I mean, I can watch Netflix on the computer, I can watch Amazon and all that on my computer, but mm. now I can watch it on my telly as well, right? Oh, so yeah. I sit down to watch El Presidente, and it gives me some nonsense about going to the Amazon website and filling this and that, and you can get it with no subtitles. It's there, but it's just all in Spanish. Yeah. Um, so I go onto my computer, and, well, I go on a computer, watch it on there. Again, it's in Spanish, although it's telling me the subtitles are there. And then I go to another thing which says subtitles on, subtitles off. So I think, ah, it must be that. Click yeah. the subtitles on, still no subtitles. So the answer to your question in short, Andy, is no, I've not watched El Presidente because <laughs> my Spanish wasn't up to like it. Ronnie Corbett sport on <laughs> TV. I said to the producer, anyway, I pressed <laughs> subtitles. So, yeah. uh, so what, just, uh, what have you watched, Martin? Well, that's well the I question, did watch really. no one. I, I, I spent a good uh, 20 minutes or, or okay. a quarter of an hour trying to get yeah. El Presidente. Right. Um, and I did see the first few minutes where they're on a boat, guy's got a suitcase, and he goes mm. into this meeting of FIFA on the 27th of July 2015. It's a very intriguing start. Yeah, well, uh, it's Simon he, Brodkin. That's who that guy is playing. Mm. He's playing Simon Brodkin, throwing yes. all the money into the and air, he of throws all that's the money true. into the air and everything. Yeah. So that's all very exciting, but obviously I never watched the whole thing. Once but they started have, speaking, you were at a loss, weren't you, really? Totally. My you, yes. you got the subtitles, Paul, didn't you? I got the subtitles, yeah. I can, why I, I didn't I get so. the subtitles? I have no well, idea. I don't. I'm completely up to Take date. With I'll Amazon give Jeff Prime. Bezos a call tonight and get him to ring you. <laughs> if you could, if yeah, you I'll could. get Jeff. I'll give, I'll give Jeff a bell and um, tell him to call. So anyway. you've, you, you've watched um, some more Muhammad Ali TV. Yeah, another week, another Ali documentary. Mm. Cracking program, absolutely. Uh, I am Ali. Um, Claire Lewin's directed. I assume it must have been a cinema film at some point. I would have oh. thought. Uh, because it, it certainly got the values of a cinema film. It's brilliant. I think Muhammad Ali is one of these guys, a bit like the Beatles. He was so open to all the media. He was so um, it's so photographed so often and filmed so often and everything yeah. that whenever you you know whenever you make a new documentary about him, there's always new stuff that you you know you've never seen or heard before. Um, I've never seen the uh, the bit. Of his, I've seen lots of footage of his training camp, but not where he spars with Tom Jones, Sir Tom Jones. Oh, right. Tom Did, Jones? Was, yes. Tom Jones. Oh. Tom, Tom Jones. Jones. Yeah, he was there doing the... It's a bit of an impersonation. I just thought I'd throw it, it in. It was good, that. You um, threw that in. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's got to be very, uh, very, very sort of... You've got to be raspy. <laughs> if Terry if Terry was still with us, he'd you'll say it's not unusual. You'll get us taken off in the current he climate, would. Martin, doing your Welsh impersonation. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Everything's yeah. been taken off at the moment, isn't it? 
Um, well, let's carry on then. But yep. loads of interviews that I've not seen before with uh, with Ram and his brother. They go back to um, 1958 in um, in Louisville, Kentucky. There's lots of great footage there I've never seen before, and it starts with a brilliant uh, telephone conversation between um, uh, Ali and May May, his uh, who then a very young daughter. Uh, in December 1981, when he was about to go to Nassau uh, in the Bahamas to uh, to fight Trevor Burbick, which we know yeah. what an ill-fated yeah, fight yeah, yeah. that was. And it's his, his daughter saying, you know, don't go, don't fight, don't fight. You're too old to fight, Dad. And I'd mm. never heard that before. Um, and it was quite, quite a moving little uh, piece at the start of the documentary. But everything in it is, is really good. There's, you know, Raman... Um, his brother gives you a little tour around Louisville, Kentucky, where it all happened. Great expression, he says. He shows them the house that they grew up in. He says, it all begins here, the root to the fruit. Yeah. Uh, I just like the expression, <laughs> the root to the fruit. Is, is it Sky, it Sky Documentary? Yeah, Channel. it is. It's a Sky Documentary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've not seen it before. I'm sure it must have been on at the cinema at some time, so there will be people who've seen well, it. Sounds good, but Martin. I'm in. Well I'm in. worth seeing yeah. again. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely yeah. in for that one. Yeah, our, no, our, it's really our, good. Uh, you you watched the first team, the football sitcom, written by a friend yeah. Ian, Ian Morris and uh, David Which, Beasley. Uh, I saw one review that said it hit the post, and I think that's probably about as accurate as you can say. You know, it's not hilarious. It's I mean, it's not as funny as you thought or hoped it would be. I know you've had the guys on, haven't you? Mm. Um, mm. Ian Morris and Damien Beasley, uh, the guys who wrote and created the uh, In Between Us. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot. You know, you can you can see the root to the fruit there. Uh, because a lot of <laughs> already you're using uh, it, you're using just sprinkling it liberally in your conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. there's a lot of similar jokes. In fact, in mm. many words, I mean, the in between us, I thought that was brilliant when it first came out. The, the movies were pretty rubbish, but I thought the uh, the TV sitcom was excellent. But it was mm. excellent mainly because you liked the guys. You know, the guys yeah. really played it. I don't know whether you could make it these days, to be honest, in terms of. I suppose it was disrespectful to women, etc., etc. Mm. Whether you could do it now or not, I don't know. This is similar, but sort of holds back a bit, obviously, um, in the current climate and all that. Um, but there are a lot of similar jokes. The character played by uh, Shaquille Ali Yeboah, uh, Benji. You know Benji, mm. the, the tall... I don't know whether you watched it, but... Yeah, oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. He's almost exactly the same as the character played by Blake Harrison. Uh, the uh, I think it was called Neil in the In Betweeners, mm. and it's more or less the same character. Um, and the, 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 some of the jokes are okay. It's not as bad as it might have been. Put it that way. Okay. Um, well, I'm sure they'll, they'll take that with. And of course, you should say from, the, from the you, <laughs> the In Between Us movie is the biggest grossing British movie of all time, I believe. I know. Yes, they so didn't agree with you then, uh, Martin. But, uh, <laughs> no, the British yeah, public it's fair enough. often di- yeah, the British public often disagree with me. I um, find that hard to believe. Is, you um, yes, you watched Peter Crouch's <laughs> Save Out Summer, didn't you? Mm. Yeah, it's not Saving My Summer. I don't. Un- I don't understand the BBC's obsession with Peter Crouch. You know, for months, every time we switched on the TV, you know, certainly switched, switched on for the six o'clock news. You knew there was going to be uh, a plug for Peter Crouch's podcast. Mm. That was they were plugging it like mad. Now Peter Crouch, I mean, he's he was a, a, an excellent footballer. He's um, he's a very likable personality. I have nothing mm. against Peter Crouch um, at all, but I just don't see why. You know, he's he's not a comedian. He's not 
particularly an entertainer, although he's mildly entertaining to, to watch. Mm. And then you've got, because you have all these programmes at the moment with, you know, the, I'll tell you who's been on loads of them, Tom Davis. And I love Tom Davis, and yeah. he supports West Ham. Um, but I may have seen too much of him as well, but because uh, he was on Red Naps. <laughs> Scorched Earth the day with all the friends <laughs> of the show. Well, <laughs> I know. I, know I don't mind, Martin. Look, you've got to be honest. It's your, it's your, we get your, honest, your honest opinions, your yeah, hard-hitting yeah. views on the world of if, sport on TV. Precisely. If there are people out there for whom Peter Crouch is saving their summer, I'd love to hear from them. I probably will on Twitter. <laughs> you know, when, they, when they're finished having a go at J.K. Rowling, they can start on me. Yeah, um, and anything that I takes love, the heat off I J.K. Rowling. I love Tom Rowling, Davis, I'm, though. Yeah, I do. I can't hear it. Yes, I, yeah. I can't hear a word against him. No, the um, Sky Sports promos, Martin. What have, uh, what have you been making of those? This finally, I love them. Absolutely oh, love them. They've okay. whetted my appetite for uh, everything that's coming up as regards the uh, the Premier League uh, and everything else. Uh, and I'm very excited about it all happening, which which is great. I think the pro. I think Sky are really really good at promos, and obviously they've had loads of time while nothing's been happening to to sort out some brilliant ones. Uh, mm. And I suspect, um, you know, if I've got a moment or two, just to uh, wet. Uh, Andy's appetite. Uh, the yeah. BBC tell us they're going to show hours of tennis when Wimbledon would normally be on. <laughs> June the 29th yeah. to July the 12th. Mark this in your diary, Andy. Um, there'll be <laughs> Wimbledon Rewind, a three hour programme on the BBC. Oh. Um, uh, to, on BBC Two every day from 1.45. So mm. you'll have to take a leave of absence from the show, Andy, and just sit yourself there with some strawberries. Oh, I can't and, hardly yeah. wait. Yeah, I'm going to sit you in front of a telly. Remember that scene mm. in Toast when Ray, Ray Purchase's eyes are forced open and he's gagged <laughs> so he can't scream, but he has to watch. And yeah. we're going to do that to you in front of that three-hour <laughs> rewind of, three of old Wimbledon. Wimbledon yeah. Brilliant. All Brilliant. the good matches, all the bad matches as well. Unlike, they did it in, but they the did it in Family Guy. Um, yes. where they, oh, very uh, funny. They propped open Meg's eyes and made her watch Monty Python. Oh, right. and, she said, and she said, I'm a girl. I don't even like the good Monty Python. <laughs> I thought you meant the bit in Family Guy where they destroy tennis as a sport. That's one of my favourite scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Family yeah. Guy. Well, well, but unlike normal, I just want to get this point in, unlike normal when I complain about Wimbledon, it's mm. because there's nothing else on. This year's going to be loads of football, so who cares? Yeah, don't have to that's, watch well, Okay, well, there we are. It's, no, it's mm. not a distraction for him. Um, yeah. Martin, you're back yeah. overnight on Talk Radio, I take it. I am back overnight on Talk Radio at uh, one o'clock in the morning. I know it's a ridiculous time of the day for me yep. to be on with the scorched earth policy. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be slagging all sorts of people off. In the sure and certain knowledge, I won't get any Twitter backlash. So. You're like a shock jock, Martin. You're a shock jock. Yeah, I'll be a shock jock at one o'clock. That's what it is. Okay, one a.m. and through till five a.m. Mm. Uh, overnight tonight and tomorrow. Martin, we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks very much. Cheers, boys. There we are, Martin Counter, the West Ham fan. <laughs> He's on of good course. form today. He was. <laughs> So um, there we are. That's a few. Of, we, we didn't say it. We just we give him a platform to say these things. You know, we're off a few people's Christmas card list, but you know, look, we we get him on for opinions. We can't shut him up. We're unable to gag him. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. We squeeze in episode 56 oh, good. of mm. Striker uh, and we rejoin. Uh, Steve Barnes, the manager of Lettersford Town, he has made it back uh, into the city. It's Lettersford a town or a city? I suppose they're Lettersford Town, so I guess it's a town. He's in a police car, been picked up by the officers on the side of the road by a moorland where he'd just been uh, beaten up uh, and possibly almost killed by a couple of hitmen. He'd beaten the odds to escape. Uh, anyway, we ne- he now finds himself across the table from the police officers who are working on the Pat Duffy murder case. Look, Shannon, Dave, everybody seems convinced I didn't kill Pat Duffy. Yes, he agreed. So, why was I charged? Tell me that. Precious, he said. Precious? My superiors, Shannon replied. A high-profile case, stacks of media interest. My people want instant results. Instant mistakes, I said bitterly. My life turned upside down, my family hurt, my friends bewildered. You have broad shoulders, Steve. Sure, but what about my two children, eh? What about my kids? Not to mention my mum and dad. You throw a pebble in a pond and the ripples spread out to the very edges. Ripples. That's a great song by Genesis. Check it out. Even if it's a small pond and a tiny pebble. Well, Shannon had thrown a large brick into my world and the waters were still swirling round me and those I love and care for. You'll be wanting a car to the stadium, Shannon said. Once I'm off the hook, I'll be wanting more than a car, I told him. My lawyers will be seeking blood, and it may be your blood. Is that a threat? He asked quietly. No, not a threat. That is in my way. But you could announce I'm no longer under suspicion. I'll talk to the people upstairs, Shannon said. See what I can manage. We shook hands. I was provided with a pair of slippers, the only footwear, apart from police boots, that they could find to fit my large feet. Five minutes later, I was at the stadium. 
Why do they have a pair of massive slippers at the police station? <laughs> who, who keeps them there? They right shag the pops by on a trip to Northampton Town. <laughs> no idea. Right at the start, Steve goes, Shannon and Dave. Oh, I used to love them. Hold on, I'm coming. Soul Man. The tremendous oh, yeah. They were, they were <laughs> did it, did, did, oh, very good. So there we are. Brought to life by the brilliant Ian Danter, of course. And we'll have uh, a bit more striker for you next week. We'll see it through to the bitter end. We'll, we'll, we'll bring you that book by hook or by crook. The Hawksby and Jacob. Daily podcast from Talk Sport. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show. And Andy, there's a little Fisherman's Blues uh, clip you would like to give us a bit of a bonus to the podcast. A bit of a bonus clip, yeah. yes. It's uh, it was straight to podcast for this one, but I like it. And it's uh, possibly Nigel with a guest that may well be the most niche guest we've ever had here on Talk Sport. She also writes about fishing huts, and she's on the line now to tell us some lovely stories and anecdotes on fishing huts. Really? Oh, there it is. I wouldn't have thought so, really. Still, who knows? I've a whole book on fishing. Whole book on fishing huts. Not a five-minute conversation. A whole book. I mean, imagine the fishing. (laughs) People can do what they like. They decorate them, I suppose. And I've got no idea. I don't know a great deal about fishing huts. Wouldn't have thought there'd be a whole book out of it. But there you go. That's a bit cruel. I'm going to buy you a copy. (laughs) Buy you a copy for Christmas. (laughs) Good. Anyway, that's us. We are back on uh, Monday from uh, one o'clock. So thank you very much for listening and uh, have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 